Hey, welcome to Paranormal XL Podcast. <laughs> Gigi here with my special co-host again is Dez. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Hey. So we're going to pick up with the letter V. Vermont. Emily's Bridge. Hold on. Oh. Wow, she's really jumping <laughs> right in. Right, right in. Well, I guess, go ahead, jump okay. in. Okay. <laughs> also known as Goldbrook Bridge. This site is in style is said to be haunted by a girl named Emily, who had arranged to meet her lover at the bridge so they could run off Andy Lope. When he didn't show, she hung herself from the rafters. Mm. Visitors to the bridge have reported several strange occurrences, including seeing scratch marks appear on vehicles, hearing footsteps, and spotting a white apparition. I was just going to say that, the lady in white, Yeah, with that, because that's usually... There's a lot of lady in white what, type. There is, and Ed and I talked about that, I believe, in episode one of um, the haunted locations. The lady in white, and there's like the lady in red, lady in blue, but the lady in white, to me, happens when people cross over tragically. Yeah. Or it's like she comes to show a sign of comfort yeah essentially to me that's what i think anyway but I, that's how i was going to mention a lady in white i wonder if it's seen there but anyway number two for vermont is lake ocean state park in castleton the abandoned town of west castleton is like vermont's answer to the ghost towns of the old west once a big industrial boom town is now empty except for a few ghostly residents that refuse to leave among them a boatman <laughs> Boatman that's been spotted rowing across the tranquil lake, leaving no ripples in the water en route to a happy hour at a tavern that will never open. These days, (laughs) that lake is part of a beautiful state park where the ruins of old industrial operations still stand, meaning you can visit it whenever you please. Just maybe don't take any unsolicited boat rides from a ghost on a boat in a ghost boat. Who's a ghost boat? Okay. I've heard about that. I understand a ghost. But a ghost boat? I've heard about, like, um, I was listening to this other podcast. And no, you weren't. Yes, I was. And there's the story of they were doing an episode on ghost ships yeah. like pirates yeah. and stuff. There's, like, a lot about that. Yes, definitely a lot of stories to go with, go with uh, uh, the ghost ships and yeah. whatnot, for sure. Which is exciting. But can you imagine, like, seeing, like, a little rowboat on, like, this little, just tranquil pond, small lake. How your, can you tell if it's real room? or not, though? At see-through, iridescent. Yeah. yeah. Why is there an echo in here? I don't know. <laughs> hey, Ted. Ted. Stop being Ted, Ted. All right, Virginia Peyton Randolph House. Built in 1715 and restored in the 1900s, the Peyton Randolph House is one of the oldest homes in Williamsburg and one of the most haunted. It's said that a slave named Eve cursed the house in retribution for cruel treatment. From then on, many people died on the property, including a civil Civil War soldier with a mysterious illness, a boy who fell from a tree, a girl who fell from a window, and two men who shot and killed each other during a heated argument. Good God. <laughs> These tragic incidents seem to have had a lasting effect on the house. Over the years, vis- visitors have reported hearing strange voices, seeing objects move on their own, and being touched or pushed. I would say it's the house. Something's with the house. Something's yeah. with the house or the land. Yes. Good heavens, the Betsy, that sounds scary. Someone had to do something. Well, yeah, let alone, so then you, the house, something crazy going on with the house or the land, but then maybe that drives people crazy, so, like, they jump out the windows, and then they pull It's kind of like the Cecil Hotel type thing. Okay, Bacon's (laughs) Castle in Siri. There's no shortage of spooky and sinister places to visit in Virginia, after all. 
Old battlefields are some of the most haunted grounds anywhere, but if it's a haunted house you're after, Bacon's Castle, built in 1665 in the oldest brick home in the country. Wow, that's crazy. I'm going to go there already. <laughs> you have me a castle. People have reported encountering disembodied voices in Wales, floating heads, books flying off shelves, rockers rocking, and unwanted visitors being pushed around. In addition to, in addition to regular tours, the castle hosts historic haunt nights when you can take a candlelit ghost hunt. See, that would be awesome. A <laughs> candlelit ghost hunt versus, like, flashlights or the lights on. It's like blah. how you see how you would see in, like, a scary movie or something. They don't always have flashlights. Like yes, but it's also, like, taking you back into those times. Yeah, how it was like. And that's essentially what you want to do when you investigate, too, is... And, like, the candlelight, they can, like, move it or blow it, too. Yes, yes, it's very good a deviation tool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With flashlights, they just kind of drain the batteries. Right. Yeah, I've done the stuff with the candle work with Mama Mary before, actually. We got a video on the YouTube channel with it, and it was way cool and very, very intense. <laughs> Wow, we're only like five minutes in right now. <laughs> We're going fast. Go ahead. Washington, Port Towns. Port Town said. Port Town said one of the only three Victorian seaports in the U.S. is known for having several places that are haunted, including Mansra Castle, where a woman is said to be seen in the window at times, and Fort Warden, a former military base with strange sightings and unexplainable sounds. Within the 1892 Historic City Hall, the Municipal Jail is one of the city's spookiest spots, with its iron bars and rotted wood floors. The solitary confinement cell is equipped with an 8-inch opening where food is passed through, which one de- detainee is believed to have escaped from. Wow. Wow, eight inches. That's like not very big. No. It's <laughs> like the hole that you want to crawl out of. <laughs> or just pushed out of. I guess they don't crawl. <laughs> That'd be creepy. Well, that took a turn for the weird, big, big, weird. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Go home, Mom. <laughs> Go home, Mom. Where are we going? Crazy town. No, we are going to Washington, though. <laughs> and you said crazy town. We're going to a mental hospital. Oh, wow. Literally. <laughs> yes, yes. Good one. That was good. But I'm shh. And we need sound advice. <laughs> Northern State Mental Hospital. The abandoned remains of this old farm was once home to, to as many as 2,700 mental patients. The self-sustaining asylum ran from 1912 to 1973 and had a lumber mill, a library, a greenhouse, a bakery, canning facilities, and other amenities. Now it's easily, now it's essentially a ghost town. Remnants of the buildings are said to be haunted by patients who died during transorbital lobotomies. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I'm missing some, but I don't know where the rest of that That, That's, wow, I guess maybe we're not supposed to know the rest of the story. So check like, it out for yourself. <laughs> well, right. The asylum itself, like I just said, though, it had a lumber mill, library, greenhouse, bakery, canning facilities. A and lot of them have that, which is weird, but not like a whole town. It had like a whole town. town. <laughs> yeah, it was like a whole town just for this 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 mental Where is that? Washington, Washington, the state of Washington, yeah. We oh. should have went with Lori oh. when she went to Spokane. Yeah, wow. We're coming with you. <laughs> yes, she would have loved that. Like, wow. Yeah, that, that'd be cool to go see. That, we'll have to put that on the list. Speaking of crazy town, West Virginia <laughs> trans allegedly lunatic asylum. No oh. When it opened in 1864, the trans lunatic asylum in the city of Weston was meant to house a maximum of 250 patients. Yep. Yep. By the 1950s, it was home to nearly 
2,400 residents living in horrible, overcrowded conditions. Many entered the asylum with no signs of mental illness, but the abandonment and abuse, including cruel experimental procedures and solitary confinement, often robbed them for their sanity. Now, many of these souls are believed to haunt the property. Visitors have reported seeing apparitions as well as hearing screams and other explained sounds. Paranormal tours and ghost hunts are offered regularly at the asylum. Yes, they are. It's Allegoni, I believe. Al- Allegoni? Is it E-N-Y? Allegoni. Trans-Allegoni. Crazy hospital. <laughs> um, it, it's a very popular one, actually. Um, yeah, uh, say a lot of these... Out east has a lot that we hear about that's well known. That's yeah. why I wanted to cover like the fifty states so that we had them all. Or some of them are like, oh wow, you wouldn't think of going say Arizona. Yeah, you, you know, think of going there for an investigation. Yeah, but then you go out east and that's like all you hear about because yeah. there's well, that's where the American history started anyway. But you also got to remember it goes before like Columbus, you know, yeah. landed here. There's so much more tribal. The, the tribal energy on any part of America is just insane. I I would think, and like if we were to delve deeper, a lot like stuff in the middle that. and like here, Minnesota and stuff like that. There's a lot. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. The more the more west you go, yeah, it's crazy, absolute craziness. So let's go to Wisconsin, the Feister Hotel, the most lavish hotel in Milwaukee. When it opened in 1893, the Feister Hotel is believed to be haunted by its namesake businessman Charles Feister. The hotel frequently hosts visiting baseball teams, and several of its high-profile guests have had some interesting things to say about their stays. Bryce Harper of the Washington Nationals claimed that his belongings and furniture moved while he was sleeping, while Brandon Phillips of the Boston Red Sox said his radio repeatedly turned on for no reason. Uh, no. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Yes, the old hotels is really fun to go, because a, well, a lot of times if they're still open, you can just stay there. Yeah, it reminds me of The Shining, too. It gives me, like, shining vibes when you're at a <laughs> oh, hotel. Oh, yeah. Yes, very much. The old hotels. The one I wanted to go to was Holly Hotel here in Michigan, but I do believe they had a fire, so I don't know what's going on with all that. So I believe we only have two more to go. Uh, we'll Wyoming, go Wyoming. Fort Laramie. Established as a private fur trading fort in 1934, Fort Laramie evolved into the largest military post on the Northern Plains before its abandonment in 1890. The fort is said to be haunted by several ghosts, most notably the Lady in Green. Around 1850, the man running the post brought his headstrong daughter with him who ran off one day and was never wow, and was never seen alive again. Now she's said to appear every seven years on the nearby Oregon Trail, dressed in green and riding a black stallion. Another spirit believed to haunt Fort Laramie is Old Bedlam, a cavalry officer who sometimes tells visitors to be quiet. What's your... Yeah. Oh, maybe they're too loud. I don't know. Maybe. 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 How fun. Wyoming is very... It's beautiful, but it could also get boring if you live there. Yeah, it's there. like There's one of those states lot. like Utah and Idaho. It's yeah, just kind of there. Yeah, well, drive through state. But Wyoming also has a lot of history, obviously. But if you go there, take it in for what it is. Mother Nature did wonders with Wyoming and yeah. South Dakota and stuff. Just beautiful places to go see. And then leaving some of the, the towns and stuff like that from way back then, the early 1800s and shit. Like, being able to go there and the residual energy that's left there. A lot of these old, decrepit buildings still, like... I don't know, want to share their story. That sounds freaking crazy as I'll get out. But if you're a person that likes architecture and the old architecture and going to see that and seeing Mother Nature take over this 
architecture and stuff that those are the feels that you get from there like you can literally like just go out there and meditate and get the story yeah the story of that building because we all have stories the buildings have stories everything does (laughs) so the last one uh wyoming frontier prison in rollins wyoming's first state penitentiary was about as miserable as you'd expect a stone prison on a cold whistling prairie to be it didn't have hot water until 1978 wow it did have something called the punishment pole, to which prisoners were handcuffed and whipped with rubber hoses. It's been closed since 1981, but guided tours allow you to get up close and personal with the death house, which housed inmates on death row. The gas chamber and offices left exactly as they were. October is the best time to visit when the prison hosts midnight tours in the days leading up to Halloween. Wow, imagine the feels you'd get from going in there, though, knowing that you were... You know, you went to the death house and you're standing in there and, you know, people were killed there. Like, that's, I, I don't know, gives me the heebie-jeebies a little bit, for sure. Shivers down your spine. Yeah, shivers. Shivers. So, wow, that didn't take as long as I thought it was going to. <laughs> Anything else you want to discuss on this episode? Mm-hmm. 50 states. So, what state would you like to go visit? I know you didn't cover all these with me, but. I know there's a. There's a, when my dad went to uh, Georgia, he said uh, there was a lot in Savannah, Georgia that was haunted. Like, Wait, your dad went to Georgia? Yeah, for like this thing for his work. Oh. And yeah, down in Georgia, because that's where Ed's yeah, from. Yeah. So he goes, he knows a lot of them. So if we ever I did want to take a trip down there. Yeah, in Savannah, Georgia, he said there's like a lot, and he went through this tour thing, and he got to learn about the stuff, but they close at nighttime because yeah. it's just super creepy. Yeah. Yeah, too creepy. It's where all the crazies come out. So you'd like to go to Georgia? To investigate, like, if you had a place to go. Well, yeah, everybody wants to go to Massachusetts. That's what I said. Yeah, I'll get you out there sometime again. Oh, there's uh, that one Iowa, though. Oh, the Willis Gasminer house? Yeah. Yeah, so we got to go to Massachusetts to pick up court and then go to My the dad doesn't live far from there either. He's only, like, 30 minutes away from the house. I know. I I want to go there so bad. It's definitely <laughs> on the list, and I know Courtney would love to do that for the show, so we're still trying to work that. It's definitely they feasible. Do, you can stay the night there. Yeah, believe. yeah, I know. Yeah, you can. I covered that on an yeah. episode, oh, too. Yeah, yeah that, that's a... Uh, and actually, it was covered on here. Oh, yep. I remember. Yeah. I remember. So, okay. So, that will actually put an end to season three for PXL. So, but we're going to start recording season four. And season four is all about everything ET. <laughs> Aliens. UFOs. Yes, UFOs. Extraterrestrials and such. Planets. So, stuff. And stuff. Stuff Life. and things. Life outside the Earth. Grandma Karen needs to tell her story. I'm like, Grandma Karen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so with that, if you have any stories whatsoever, whether you think you saw a UFO, you were abducted, you know a lot about the aliens, so either it's ancient aliens or you just had an experience or the greys, the aliens and their involvement with our government and stuff like that. So then we start going down conspiracy theories. So I, I am super excited for season four to start delving into that because it's actually like never ending. So season four may end up being like super, super long. Who knows? That's what she said. Ah! <laughs> but um, yeah, the whole alien thing, there's so many different ways we can go about it. Um, if you have anybody that you like need to interview for the podcast that can show things. So we also have the... Oh my gosh, the Paracast. So with that, that's where it's just me interviewing, but you actually get to watch the videos and stuff. So if we have other pictures and stuff like that we need to show, we'll do the Paracast version of this. 
So I'd like to incorporate everything, anything that you have to do with aliens, spaceships, anything awesome like that, your stories, your dreams, even if you have dreams about them and you're like, what the heck? Um, Way awesome. And your thoughts of how they are incorporated with our everyday life is that like star children and stuff like that. People think that some of us are aliens and whatnot. What are your thoughts on aliens, Lou? Uh, I've never had like a really real experience, but I did see something when I was young in Iowa when we were living in the middle of nowhere. My dad got me a telescope and no one else was outside. Everyone inside to get a drink because we were out there just looking at the big moon and I looked down through the scope and I shit you not. No one believes me except Grandma Karen, but there was this black thing just flying across the moon and there's like a little bit of smoke behind it but it was like kind of foggy around it yeah but it didn't look it wasn't a plane it wasn't a rocket ship wasn't a jet i don't know what it was but no but it was going really slow so when they came out they still had time to see it because i could still see it right and grandma came up it was gone i was like let me look and it was gone oh so yeah i never cared that she believed me well, yeah, Grandma can't Grandma said she's seen so many things. But but it was something that you couldn't see with the naked eye. You had to use your telescope, yeah. right? Yeah. You couldn't see it at all with the naked eye. Right, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, when someone else went to go look, they couldn't see it. Was it was just probably out of gone. that view of what it was. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. You have a feel. I don't have any of being abducted or anything. Well, no. I mean, neither. What you just never know. So, like, a lot of people will relate time travel back to that, even. Yeah. Like, there's times in the morning where I'm like... When we were driving to work, I'm like, how the hell did we get here? <laughs> it's like, oh my god. So like, well, time travel or, or missing time. Missing yeah. time is a big one. Yeah. There's so many stories. Oh my god, I can't even wait to delve into it. It's going to be insane. Do you have any stories of you or like any? My first one was, I was little and we lived in Martin and there was like this cigar shaped, it was just bright light. It was just this white, white, like those stupid headlights. Mm. But it was. In the sky? Yeah, it was in the sky. So I was super young, so it was like, I don't know, probably like 32 years ago or so, something like wow. that, where I woke up, and my bed was where, if I opened my eyes, I could see out the window, and I just watched it go across the sky, and it was like a cigar, but it was it was super long, but it was just white, and I'm like, what the hell is it? It was so bright. It was really quite weird. Weird. It's really weird. Um, but anyway, so that's what season four is going to be all about, <laughs> so peak. yeah, sneak here. Uh, so if you do have any stories about any of that or know of anybody that I should get in contact with that would have amazing stories. So I'm hoping to put more of the Paracast out there with this as well. So more informational stuff on the audio part of the podcast and then the Paracast, more visual stuff so you guys can see. So, um, so yeah, hit me up with that. Also watch Scared and Alone on Saturday nights because why wouldn't you? Lots of fun and you actually get to be involved, which is so awesome. We, Mama Mary and I will be at Witches Weekend and Festival of Oddities this year. Also, Mama Mary will be at Michigan Paracon and I will be at Michigan Paracon, but for Scared and Alone and I will be with the themes and um, promoting Scared and Alone. Uh, so she's going to be flying out from Massachusetts. So that's really awesome. It'll be a whole lot of fun. And it's actually her first appearance at a Paracon. So it'll be That'll awesome be for her. Yes. Yes. I'm super excited for her to be with the panel of celebrities and stuff like that. And I'll be like, yay, you do. Yay. It's going to be awesome. I'll probably have some sort of PXL stuff on. So if you guys run into me, let me know. I would love to chat with you and see about getting you on or whatnot. And be lots of fun. So, right, if you have any questions about where we're going to be or um, anything about the season four for the aliens, anything ET, 
email at paranormalfsl at writeme.com. Again, paranormalfsl at writeme.com. And stay kind, stay humble, and remember, don't yuck someone else's young ever.